Welcome to Graceaholics. I'm Veronica. And I'm Courtney. And today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 12, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. I do love the song. I do love that song, too. I feel like it doesn't get played enough. Yeah, you really don't hear it too often. That one and the Hippopotamus song are my favorites. I don't like that song. I'm going to end this call. <laughs> I like the sad Christmas songs. And Randy's favorite Christmas song is that stupid Dominic the Donkey song. <laughs> I've never heard of that song. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. I need to listen don't to Don't listen to it. <laughs> it's bad. It's so annoying. I like... Uh, I saw Mommy Kiss and Santa Claus, too. Yes. That's so that's not a sad cute. song, though. No, but it's not. I'm like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, listen to it. But if I, like, hear it in a store, like, I'm going to jam out to it, okay. you know? Okay. So we all know this is a Christmas song. And the way our schedule, our recording schedule has played out, it's literally the Sunday before Christmas. I love how this schedule just, like, worked itself out for us. Yes. And... When you folks hear this, it probably will be Valentine's Day. <laughs> probably. So happy That's crazy. late Christmas, Chanukka, whatever you celebrate. Yes. Cheers to that. Yes, cheers. Speaking of cheers, what you drinking? A margarita that has a... An- a lot of tequila in it <laughs> I was like I was so you know I was <laughs> reheating my pizza <laughs> and I was like checking on it and I had like forgot to hit the button on the air fryer and so I was just like pouring tequila and I'm like looking at the air fryer trying to figure out why it's not like kicking on and then I'm just like oh oh and then I like look at my cup I'm like oh my god okay. so this would be a so fun a one to edit <laughs> probably although i'm like almost out i drank quite a bit of wow i am tequila is my love language so what are you drinking i forgot what he said it was it's japanese whiskey with ginger ale with some bitters or some sour and then some bitters at the end i don't know what it is but it tastes very floral really yes so this japanese whiskey has like floral hints and so like i drank it neat the other day and i was like oh that's good well as you all know i've had like a sore throat for like three weeks at this point um and so like i i felt it kind of strong on my throat but i really do think that helped and so i didn't really get a chance to like actually taste the whiskey but with this concoction that was made for me i um it's floral it tastes like flowers I am so intrigued. I wish that you lived closer because I would love to have that beverage. <laughs> it is like very floral and refreshing because I usually like to drink whiskey in the in in the winter. I mean, I like tequila no matter what, but you know, like, you know, a nice cold day. It's raining today. It's a good malt bourbon whiskey day. This does not, this does not do it. I mean, it's good. Yeah, because I would assume if it has the floral, it's not going to have, like, the almost, like, smoky, like, flavors of a regular whiskey that is good for, like, wintertime. But that's interesting. I mean, it's super sunny out here, so I guess my margarita pairs well with weather. Yeah, we both did not think of a holiday drink. Although, I am wearing my... I got this from Five Below, and look, it pops out. I love it. And, it is so fast too. And lately, I've been where I've been um, on my emails for work. I've been putting this by my signature. Best wishes, warmest regards. Just to fuck with people. I Just love to that. fuck with people. Like, tell me how much I suck, and here I am telling you, best wishes, warmest regards. Because I love it. I am no longer. <laughs> uh, what do you? What was the term you use? I'm no longer a Sunday Christian. I honestly don't even know if I'm a Christian, but you know what? What would Jesus do? Jesus would spread kindness, and this is what I do. Would he, though? Have you read the Bible? (laughs) Would he, though? Not if he's uh, throwing all this stuff in his temple, like that meme you sent me. No, but it was funny because I was watching a movie. 
Oh, no, I wasn't watching a movie. I was recapping, not recapping, but looking at the um episode that we're going to go over today. And Izzy said something like, that's what Jesus would do. And I just, I've been using that since. So that's where I got it from. Did you read what I wrote beside that in my recap? I did not. I did not. <laughs> did he, though? Is that what you wrote? No. Oh, no, I'm getting very strong vibes from Izzy this episode. So those will be addressed at that part. <laughs> Sounds good. Just a reminder that we do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. You can follow us on both at Pod. So like Veronica mentioned, we're going to be going over season two, episode 12 today. And the Netflix description says Burke and Yang disagree on how to treat a young boy who does not seem to want a needed heart transplant. Oh, Netflix. Um, definitely not the only thing that happens. No, not by a long shot. I wouldn't even say it's the main thing that happens. No, because the conflict is there, but it's not very like prominent and it's not really focused on while they're filming like it's very subtle yes yes it's not like a real conflict it's, it's more of a internal conflict I, I'd say right right it's more so like in the looks that they give each other and like things like that it's not very prominent I think the show and you've mentioned this before is all about looks there's a lot of like episodes yes. where it's all about looks really nothing you can write on paper it's just Right. So it's like, it's so hard whenever I'm recapping to like convey their feelings about what they're talking about and doing and experiencing whenever it's literally just in the looks that they give. Yeah. And the tone of their voice and like, it's just, it's, it's hard. The mannerisms. Yeah. So, well, do you want to give us the opening monologue? Yes. Opening monologue. It's an urban myth that suicide rates go up over the holidays. Turns out they go down. Experts think it's because people are less inclined to off themselves when surrounded by family. Ironically, that same family togetherness is thought to be the reason depression rates actually do spike over the holidays. Yeah, okay, Izzy doesn't count. Oh, Izzy. I think that sometimes the way I am with holidays, like Christmas, I I can relate to Izzy. Me too. Me too. So, she's so extra and so into it that I'm like... I'm like oh, shit, for sure me. but it's like crazy that you and I showed up as opposites today like you know how much I love at, like almost every single holiday like I'm all about it so you show up today with like this cute little Christmas tree headband on your best wishes warmest regards Shits Creek uh Francie Christmas sweatshirt you're wearing Christmas socks cool cool I show up in a tank top without a bra on and say, if you see a titty, all I have to say is Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, I, I want it. to think that I'm Izzy, but like, not today. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. This is why I love you so much. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Is, I think you're more of a Halloween girl though. Yeah. Remember a Halloween, our Halloween episode just aired um yesterday or the other day and so when I was listening to it and editing it I was like oh my god you were like all out on Halloween and stuff and here I am with like an orange shirt you know with a pumpkin like I mean yeah you know I mean we're polar opposites we all know that we are <clears throat> um also side note did you want to let people know what's going to be happening at the end of this episode there's a special guest we have our very first guest this episode I'm excited this is a special episode yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to what they have to say. Yes, yes, I can't wait. So that will be at uh, towards the end of the episode. So stick around. Don't be turning this off after two minutes. Like I know some of you all do. <laughs> oh my God, it's Christmas. That's what Jesus would do. <laughs> oh my God, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> would you like to honor us with the recap? Sure. We begin the episode with Meredith walking her new dog into her house. Izzy is decorating the Christmas tree and George greets Meredith and tells her that it looks like Santa threw up in there. Meredith tells him to just go with it. They're being supportive. Definitely some guilt now. That's definitely some guilt that Meredith is feeling after Izzy kind of told her 
F you. For sure. You don't support me. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, we see Christina at Burke's apartment. She notices a small tree on the coffee table and Burke tells her that they thought that she might like to help him decorate it. Christina looks at him confused and says, I'm Jewish. And you can tell that Burke feels like an idiot for not knowing this. It's almost like he hit, like he has cold feet. Like he's like, you could tell his like blood just drained out of his body. Like he's so embarrassed for sure. Right. Like, right. Like the yeah. way he, he ex- like, he's not very expression. Like he doesn't show a lot of expression, but when he does, it's so hard to articulate it. Like I yeah, with him I agree. So much. I did like him this episode though. He was, he was bearable this episode. I didn't like him. Okay. I did. I didn't like him at all. I thought he was rude and selfish and just like plain like an asshole. Did we watch the same episode? Oh, I have also drank the whole fucking thing almost. Holy shit. Oh my god. You need another one. Get on that. Text your text your butler. Continue. Bailey and the interns are walking through the hospital and Derek pulls Meredith aside and asks if he's okay and he says, Yeah, just you know, the holidays. And it's like a weird interaction. And I wasn't going to include it, but I'm just like, it was so weird because he like made a point to like stop Meredith. Like, and I thought that he was going to have something important to say, but then literally that's it. And then they just like go their separate ways. And it's just like, she's working. I I have to say he looks like shit and she looks so cute in this episode. She does look really cute in this episode. She has this like cute little like waves around her face she looks like mm-hmm. super mega cute and he looks like shit like he has not slept in days uh addison looks incredible this episode the christmas season does her well yes i love it i have some thoughts about addison and that has been let's just say i didn't realize it until our special guest mentioned it to me in a private conversation and i don't know how i feel about her now oh my god do you think that the special guest will talk about it at the end yeah i want him to you'll have to request that because i would love to hear what he has to say yeah and i was like crap okay continue okay meredith presents her first patient his name is tim epstein and he fell off the roof of his house he has children on his bed and they're being loud playing with toys jumping all over the place and his wife says that he fell 12 feet Bailey tries to usher the wife and kids out of the room, but Tim refuses. He says he doesn't want to miss out on the holidays with his kids. And Derek asks Izzy to take him for a CT. This scene stresses me out. This kid it was so chaos. Loud. It was just, I, like, it was chaos. It's a hospital for God's sake, which is a theme. It seems to be a theme this, this episode. Right. Everybody is so like loud. And the, the honorable mention episode yeah. that you'll talk about at the end that I didn't recap that family reminds me of my family like if my family was like the holidays with my family are absolute chaos everybody's screaming talking over each other people are arguing I mean it's just I mean it's terrible I think my family is very like low-key because it's just a few of us it's like my immediate family so it's just four of us so it's not like a big deal and then my in-laws, it's just, like, they come and they, they just leave, and then I'm just there, and it's really awkward, but we're not going to talk about that. But um, it's just so awkward. It's just so quiet that I almost wish it was chaotic, but then I see these scenes, and I'm like, my blood pressure was kind of going up. Oh, my God, you couldn't survive at my family's because it is a literal chaos i remember going to randy's family's thanksgiving dinner for the first time a few years ago and i'm just like is this normal it. like i can hear <laughs> what they're saying i'm just like am i i can hear you like i don't have to scream like oh my god yeah it was weird it was weird i, I did want to mention we talked about how suicide rates happens after the holidays that is actually true i looked it up there are several sources that mention that suicide rates do go down during the holidays, that it is a myth, that it's really afterwards that it happens the most. But I wanted to mention Tim, uh, Tim uh, Epstein's case, and um, there are more than uh, an estimated 173,000 people in the United States who were injured by Christmas trees, lights, and other holiday-related decorations from 2007 to 2016. 277 children have been injured and in a span of 10 years according to science news there have been uh, a whole bunch of statistics for christmas injuries including uh, more than 140,000 people 
Sorry, this made me chuckle. Got decked along with the halls. <laughs> that would be like my family <laughs> throwing <laughs> punches. Electrical decorations, excluding tree lights, are estimated to have harmed 36,054 people, while non electrical decorations injured 80,208 people. Obviously, men are more likely to be harmed by electrical lights and women by non electrical decorations. Um, over the study period, three children had to go to the R after falling off of Santa's lap. <laughs> and one girl ran away from Santa and she cut her face. Oh my god. Oh my god, I had so much fun researching this. It was fucking insane. Um, the one specific case that I found um, that relates to specifically to Tim... Um, Tim's case was also a gentleman that um, fell off from the roof. It was from WCNC.com. So he was a father of four that suffered a traumatic injury hanging lights on a York County home. He fell off the ladder um, and, you know, it's very similar. I don't remember how many kids Tim had. I think he had three. I'm pretty sure I, I saw three. But yeah, so he was hanging Christmas lights at his home. He fell head first into the concrete. He had a severe brain injury that required surgery to remove the portion of his skull. He had broken ribs, skull fractures, blood clot, you name it. That was one of the biggest cases that really truly reflected the case that is in Grey's Anatomy. Oh my god. But honestly, the biggest, the funniest thing was, I'm sorry, it's not funny. People getting injured is not funny. But have you ever watched America's Funniest Videos? It is funny. Yeah. So, I mean, the falling off Santa's lap was fucking hilarious. I've seen kids fall off Santa's lap. I've had kids fall off my lap as the Easter Bunny. Nobody's ever gotten seriously hurt. But I've gotten hurt before. Being the Easter Bunny, those kids that don't want to sit on your lap, but the parents just have to have the picture. And they are kicking. Like, I've had bruises across my shins every year that I played the Easter Bunny because they just sit on your lap and scream and, like, kick. Yeah. It's like, why put your kids through that? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's traumatizing. <sighs> anyway, that was my fun little research. I liked it. Thank you. Bailey is talking with Christina, Meredith, and Alex when Burke approaches. He lets her know that Yunos just called and they have a donor heart for a patient of his. She gives the assist to Christina and sends Alex and Meredith to the pit. Alex tells Meredith as they're walking away that he has to retake the boards tomorrow and he's pretty sure he's going to fail. Burke and Christina greet their heart transplant recipient, Justin, and his mother, Marion. He tells Marion that they have a heart for Justin and that they will operate that morning. Justin is angry and tells them to give the heart to someone else. He doesn't want it. His mother apologizes for him and says that he's just tired. Justin says that he hates Christmas and he's not having another stupid operation. We learned that Justin had a heart transplant as a baby, but the heart hasn't aged well. <sighs> this is a tough scene to watch. Yeah. Mom's also reading um, The Sinky Cheese Man and the other super tales to Justin. I did not see that. Mm -hmm. I did. I noticed that. You pick up on everything. It's crazy. I just thought that was funny. I was like, huh, interesting choice. Um, I, This is a tough tough scene i mean i feel bad for justin and marion just really drives me nuts so she really does yeah i get sure. that she's trying to protect her son but like he's obviously very bitter yeah 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 and she needs to understand that he's not like obviously with all of his issues he's aged beyond his years so yeah. he he's mature enough to like have his own voice yeah yeah. Um, you don't mention this, but I wanted to bring this up um, before you talk about the next scene. There's an, a, a scene where um, Bailey is approaching Weber, I believe, and she's doing this like weird like hand motion. Oh, yeah. With her hands that she does. That she does, which is actually a foreshadow of her um, in way later seasons, um, and her OCD, like, journey, and that's, like, the first signs of it, so I thought that was oh. interesting they included in that. That's, like, a good catch. Because mm -hmm. she kept doing, she does that a lot when, yeah. in the episode when she's diagnosed with OCD, and so I'm, like, interesting. I love that you picked up on that. I was very observant this episode. You were. 
Addison and Derek are walking through the hospital and Addison has a catalog. She's talking to Derek about Christmas gifts. She's thinking of getting his family. He is distant and she asks why he loves Christmas shopping. He says he's just really not in the mood for it right now. And then Izzy interrupts them with Tim's CT scans. I was not around for catalog shopping. That sounds expensive. It was. That sounds I expensive. remember like, no, it's not. Cause we would get catalogs for like JCPenney's and Sears and Walmart and Walmart had catalogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. They were just toy ones though. Oh yeah. I don't remember. Cat- I mean, I remember catalogs, but I don't think we ever shopped through catalogs. My family did mostly with JCPenney's and Sears. But you lived in a like remote area, so I wonder if that had something to oh, do with true. it. Because we that lived in true. we lived south of the city, like our mall was like literally like ten minutes away. So I don't know if there was a need for it. I I always assumed it was expensive to shop through catalog, but I don't know. It's like everything that was in, say, like the J.C. catalog was everything that you would find like online now so like everything that's in stores plus like some extras and everything was the same price as it as did you it pay shipping been. um i think it's kind of the same thing with online if you spend a certain amount you got free shipping oh yeah but i remember like you know you, you like wrote out a check or and you like filled out the form and you like mailed it back oh i didn't i did not shop like that <gasps> yeah. we're the same age ish essentially I'm younger than you. (laughs) By one year, right? We're not disclosing our age. Continue. (laughs) Meredith is briefing Bailey on a patient who just came into the ER. Bailey tells her to scrub in, but Meredith tells her that Alex is studying for the boards he has to retake tomorrow and that he can't do it himself. And Bailey tells her to go and help him study, which is crazy because it's like the Christmas time. And Bailey had mentioned about how crazy it was going to be that day. And so she still let Meredith go and help Alex yeah I think she cares I think that everybody sees the potential in Alex yeah for sure I love him Justin is fighting with the doctors and nurses in his OR Christina tells him that he needs it and he isn't 18 yet so for so for now his mom calls the shots Christina tells him that he could make a run for it but the heart he has wouldn't get him very far (laughs) fucking Christina I I mean she has a point though she does but like i was dying i was like god this poor kid is about to go under for open heart surgery and she says some shit like that he's like severely depressed and he's like severely you know um that's funny though she's fucking Mm -hmm. fucking christina derek and izzy are back with tim and his family derek tells him that the fall has caused a subdural hematoma he explains that there are some risks to the surgery and that it has to happen before the bleeding gets worse. The bleed is in an area of the brain that controls speech and motor control. And you can tell just how much of a family man Tim is here. He is playing and talking with his kids as he's getting his this potentially life-altering news. He is still very hands-on with his kids, wants them there, wants them included. Like So, weird side note. He's Jewish. Yeah. He was hanging Christmas lights. Yeah. In the in the beginning of the episode, whenever they were talking about it, they said that one of them, and it's never really specific which one it is, but what, either the husband or the wife is Jewish and then the other one is is Christian. So they celebrate and both. Because they kept calling it Chrismica or Hanimus. I didn't catch that. Yeah, really? because then Izzy brought it up later in Tim's OR talking about Chrismica. And oh, like, I do remember that, and I was—I just kind of assumed it was a mistake. Yeah. Oh no, no, they. Like, I didn't write it down. It. Okay. Because it All was right. like they—it was actually one of the first things that was mentioned, but you probably didn't pick up on it because of the chaos of the kids. Because that's when it was happening. Yeah, was- I was so stressed about the chaos that I—I I don't think I caught anything. And I will warn our fans. I'm a little drunk. Already? This is my second margarita and I'm feeling nothing. Uh, This Japanese whiskey must be like 18% or something because it is strong as a motherfucker, as Samuel Jackson would say. So you need to get another one. Continue. Okay. So Burke and Christina are operating on Justin. Burke says that the new heart is a perfect fit. 
Now he just needs to figure out why Justin is so angry. He adds that he believes that there is a mind, body, spirit connection. And if Justin really wants this heart, his body, or if he doesn't really want this heart, his body will reject it. Christina mocks this by saying, oh, so you believe in Santa Claus now? And he sends Christina away to schedule a psychiatric consult for Justin. I, too, also believe in a mind-body-spirit connection. Same. Same. Um, it's interesting to me that Christina doesn't. I wonder if she's afraid of anything other than medicine. Because she has lost her dad in a car accident, which we later find out. Um, I wonder if, like, that's kind of, like, her almost um, being cynical about spirituality and religion and everything that has to do other than medicine. And it feels to me like medicine has never truly failed her. So that's the only thing she believes in. But she she almost sounds cynical in terms of, yeah, you know. Um, But I I think it's true. If you don't really want it, like, it's not your mind. Right. And it's interesting because I was just thinking about this in this past week's episode, Meredith is talking to somebody. I don't remember who about how she firmly believes that life starts and ends with the body. She doesn't believe in anything after or anything before. So her views very much so are aligning with Christina's and that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So Izzy and Derek are operating on Tim. Izzy is going on and on about how cute Tim's family is. Derek interrupts her to ask if she knows what time of the year neurosurgeons are the busiest. He says that brain injuries tend to pile up around the holidays. Oh, you saw my side, side note? Why is yes, Izzy I'm wearing waiting. earrings in the OR? That is very true. I had to rewind it a couple times. I'm like, is she wearing earrings? I think they're not supposed to be wearing earrings at all. No, no, that is definitely a safety hazard. So, yeah, I have nothing else to say besides that. <laughs> Meredith is helping Alex study. He's doing a physical exam on her when Christina comes in and says, okay, seriously, if you're that lonely, lonely, there are excellent vibrators. I can give you a catalog. These fucking catalog- catalogs. Holy shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Oh, Christina steps in for Meredith to help Alex while she goes back to the pit. Christina is teaching Alex how to hold his hand correctly when giving a breast exam. At that moment, George walks in and says, what the hell? Does Izzy know? Does Burke know about this? Christina tells him to unbunch his panties. They are helping Alex study. George says, I can't hear you when his hand is on your boob. (laughs) And Christina gets paged and George steps in for her. I, lo- I love how everyone has an accent whenever helping Alex. Like, Meredith has an accent. Oh. And then Christina, I don't know, she, she's just showing him not to be, like, a predator, essentially. How to yes. touch a boob without, like, Yeah, because he goes in, boob. like, full palm, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, why are we all having accents? And, yeah, so that's interesting that everyone's trying to help him and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Burke asks Christina why there was no consult scheduled. Christina tells him that she couldn't get one. And Burke goes off on how Christina mocked him in his OR because she compared his beliefs to believing in Santa Claus. She tells him that science was the one thing that they have in common. And now Burke is religious. He corrects her and says he's spiritual. And she says that it's the same thing. He tells Christina to tell the mother to hire a private therapist or a priest for Justin to page him if Justin spikes a fever and he hands over Justin's chart and walks away. I don't understand. I don't think that being religious and being spiritual are the same thing. So that's just my two cents. I don't think so either. I I think that um, religion is one thing and spirituality is a whole other thing. I mean, yeah. I, I think they're so separate. I don't think they have anything in common, to be quite honest with you. Because I think I know a lot of right. a lot more people that are spiritual that are, I don't want to say better, but they're far more, they're good people. And I know right. some religious people in my family that I'm like, mm, you need Jesus, but wait a minute. Yes. Wait. I feel the same way because like, I don't subscribe to religion. I don't believe in there being one God or Jesus and things like that, but I'm spiritual like i believe in other things 
Right. So I believe that they are two totally separate. I think she's just being, she just doesn't understand. I think she's just being facetious. Yeah. Yeah. Izzy is updating Tim's wife on the surgery and she tells her that Tim is going to be fine. That He's a little groggy though. And she leads the family into his room. The kids climb onto the bed and start singing, but he yells at them to shut up and tells them all to just get out. Izzy and Derek, Izzy asks Derek how that could have happened. He didn't go anywhere near Tim's frontal lobe. Derek tells her that the CT could have missed something or that the personality change could be a side effect of the anesthesia wearing off. Izzy is instructed to watch him, and if he doesn't improve, he will need to have a new CT. Someone had to tell us kids to shut up. Okay. Well, (laughs) my God. All right. That's aggressive. In the spirit of Christmas... I think that, that, never mind. Continue. You think that kids should shut up? (laughs) Oh my God. In fairness, I do have a plan for when I tell my kids, not, I don't have biological kids, but my kids, I might give them a list of things that they can do to help their parents at home. So I am spreading joy in one way or another. That's so nice of you. I thought that you met your biological children. I'm like, None. what are you talking about now? <laughs> yeah, drinking whiskey. Come on now. Well, I... there are some people that well, we won't go there. Continue. Continue. There's some people that do drink. I'm not even going to go there. Did you want to do your little note here that you have? Well, in the next scene, we see um, George is helping Alex, which I thought was interesting because George kind of calls out, um, kind of embarrassing Alex, like, what? You fill your boards? Like, kind of teasing him and mocking him. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I, I, I finally see Alex a little bit embarrass himself, like some shame. Um, yeah. Alex doesn't really, his his persona or his, you know whole demeanor is not really someone that actually has shame so i thought it was interesting that he kind of looked like a puppy with a tail between his legs in this instance and george calling him out i thought that was interesting because um for longtime fans we know that george fails his um intern exams and um repeats a year so i thought that was a little bold of uh george no poor george here Mm. no no poor george here no i thought that was a little foreshadow there there's a lot of foreshadow in this freaking episode holy shit i say no poor george here and i literally put poor george poor George <laughs> in the next scene <laughs> ah, okay all right tell us what happened in the next scene so George is helping Alex and Izzy actually catches them. Alex is looking in George's throat and Izzy asks what's wrong with him. And Alex tells her that he failed his board exam and George is helping him study. Izzy is in shock and goes in on George for helping him. She storms off and George goes after her. Meredith finds them and asks George if he's been busted. Izzy flies into a rage about how Alex cheated on her. Christina rounds the corner carrying a Christmas tree she took from Justin's CCU room. George says, well, she, meaning Christina, Christina, let him touch her boobs. Christina smacks George with the tree. And Izzy turns around and screams, he cheated on me with George's skanky SIF nurse. And then poor George says, that is just plain rude. <laughs> I loved this whole yes. scene. And yes. I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing this. So I just, I loved this whole scene. <laughs> Meredith tells Izzy that they all know that he cheated on her and they are trying to be supportive. That's why they let her turn the living room into Santa's freaking village. They aren't big on holidays and Izzy knows that, but they are being supportive. But right now, Alex is having a harder time. And Izzy asks why anyone cares what kind of time Alex is having. And Meredith says it's because he's dirty Uncle Sal, the one who embarrasses everyone at family reunions and who can't be left alone with the teenage girls, but you invite him to the picnic anyway. Oh, the times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. You have a note there. That was me? Yeah, that was Sammy. Oh, yeah. So basically, I said how Meredith points out about embracing the spirit of the holidays that Izzy keeps shoving down in everyone's throats. (laughs) It is true. And I put period with a T at the end. 
because and i did like that that's how i knew that that was not not (laughs) (laughs) i was just like is it mine i'm just like no i no yeah times have changed uncle sal would not be invited because it's 2021 almost 2022 and boundaries like that has changed and you would put uncle sal in his place and not invite him that's just it absolutely so it's so funny how in a span of what how long ago was this 2006 maybe 2005 things have changed where we don't yeah we don't accept uncle sal's anymore nope no so we called you know i mean no but i I really thought that meredith's point about like you know how she keeps shoving as he keeps shoving basically the holidays down everyone's throat and like you know kind of what we were talking about off camera where you know we have all these you know religious people like spreading you know jesus this jesus that or you know like christmas is about this christmas is about that but really there are so many people that celebrate so many different holidays and really it's just about being a good person exactly and if you're religious and use your religion to be to justify your bad behavior then i think you're in the wrong realm of life like that is not religion i want to slow clap for you (laughs) That is perfect. Why, thank you. Imagine if I drink another whiskey. What would you get? Do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. We're almost done. My butler is not handing me another one. Text him. I will. But yeah, I just, I I really do have a hard time with this. I love the scene, like you said. But I have a hard time. The scene was funny. Oh my God. it It was funny. So Derek is doing another CT scan on Tim. He finds a bleed on the left side of his frontal lobe and he sends Izzy off to prep an OR for the next surgery. Derek is updating Tim and his wife on the situation. They might be able to correct things or things could possibly get worse. So they need to be prepared. Tim is very angry saying that he's so glad they came to this hospital so he could get treated by a bunch of quacks who don't know their ass from the inside of his skull. His wife tells Derek that this isn't her husband, that he doesn't speak to people this way. And that is true, seeing how Tim acts in the beginning of the episode. Very true. Correct. So, um, Tim, uh, Epstein's official diagnosis is subdural hematoma, and that is a type of bleed inside your head. More precisely, it is a type of bleed that occurs within the skull of head, but outside the actual brain tissue. So that could be a little confusing. Subdermal, subdural hematomas occur in up to 25% of people with head injuries. <laughs> and we're not laughing because of that, because I tried to do this no. while I was on mute. So we're, we're back. Um, intracerebral bleed, um, and he also has a hemorrhage, and this bleeding occurs in the lobes, pans, and cere- cerebellum. We should not talk about medicine when I've had two, t- two whiskeys in. Um, I love it. Which is bleeding anywhere within the brain tissue itself, including the brain stem, which sounds very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, cerebral hemorrhage accounts for about 13% of all strokes in the United States, and it is the second leading cause of a stroke, which is scary. That is very scary. Um, sometimes you would see this happening in, like, common people aside from, you know, if you fall or whatever, you'll have a headache or confusion, vomiting, slurred speech, not like when you're drunk, or, um, a coma may appear immediately or weeks after a head injury, which is why it's so important to check out any head injuries, concussions, and things like that, um, because it can be, um, deadly. Right. Right. So, Yeah. Um, and obviously the solution for this would be a craniotomy, which is happening. I feel like Derek Shepard does these quite a bit. All the time. In All his sleep, time. essentially. <laughs> yes. So that is my little, uh, diagnosis medical info on this specific case, which I pronounce all the medical terms incorrectly. No, you didn't. I think you did good. Mm. A little slur speech. You're fine. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) I use that all the time. I know. (laughs) So we see Justin and he's talking to a priest about how he already got a new heart. 
he doesn't deserve another one. And the priest assures him that he shouldn't feel guilty about having a new heart that quote, God wants him to live. Mm. I put a little upside down smiley face there because we all know how I feel about religion. So I know. love that. Uh, Justin says that he's not stupid. God didn't send him that heart and there is no such thing as God. His mother is upset when he says that, but the priest assures her that it's okay. Justin says that he heard the nurses talking. His heart came from another kid who had to die so he could live. His mother has been praying for a new heart for him. So she's been praying for another kid to die. And Justin looks the priest dead in the eye and says, that's what she prays for all the time. How does God feel about that? And I just have a whole bunch of hand clapping emojis because it's just amazing to me. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I love this kid. I love this kid. Far more mature than any of the the adults in the room. And yes, he understands the magnitude of getting a new heart. I think that they kind of forget or they see it as something that should happen just because they're religious right um and that's what it feels right like it's a guarantee yes like, they believe in god yes. they should get a new heart but really yes. like look at the, the the amount of things that other people have to give up and right their pain and their grievances and they're like this kid absolutely is smarter than anyone for sure Justin's monitors start beeping and he loses consciousness. Christina runs in and calls a code blue. She shocks his heart and he comes back coughing. Christina asks Burke if they can put him back on the donors list, that maybe it's a bad heart. Burke insists that it's not a bad heart. He has to fight for it. He has to decide that he wants to live. Izzy goes to check on Alex. He's asleep on a gurney surrounded by textbooks. She wakes him up with a smack on the head Mm. and she starts going off about a fake case in order to help Alex study. Alex asks her why she wants to help him after he did. And she tells him because it's what Jesus would freaking do. (laughs) And I'm just saying that I'm getting real strong ivermectin vibes from Izzy this episode. I think she's actually wearing green scrubs underneath. From what Just I remember. Real strong ivermectin vibes. I could see her being one of those TikTok nurses that's like, oh my God, you don't need modern medicine. Just take this horse dewormer and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll do great, sweetie. I Tell me that I'm wrong, though. She looks like a TikTok nurse. She does. She actually does. And she she's probably, yeah. I mean, she she's rude. She called, um, what's his face? George's girlfriend a SIF nurse. Okay, but that was kind of, like, funny. She's rude, <laughs> but, like, it was funny. But real strong ivermectin vibes. Yeah. Real I strong. No, exactly where you were going with that until you explained it in the TikTok form that I would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I will say, I will be using that it's what Jesus would do because um, Jesus had a lot of faces. I think he's a Gemini. Did you marry Jesus? (laughs) John's a Gemini. Did you marry Jesus? Spill that tea. Okay, well, I had high hopes there for a minute. I'm married to an Aquarius, so I... (laughs) It's not good. No, it's I'm, not good. I am unwell. <laughs> Speaking of it. All right, continue. Okay. Izzy is still helping Alex when she begins to cry. He sits down with her and tells her that he never wanted to hurt her. Derek goes to Joe's after the hospital and Addison is there waiting on him. She tells him that they love Christmas or they used to. He tells her that Christmas makes you want to spend time with the people you love. That he's not saying this to hurt her or because he wants her to leave because he doesn't. He tells her that Meredith wasn't a fling. She wasn't revenge. He fell in love with her and that that doesn't go away because he decided to stay with Addison. And then he sits down at the table with her. And I'm telling you, if I was fucking Addison, boy, bye. No, sir. No, no. I would leave. I would leave. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why she's still with him. (sighs) Christina returns to Burke's apartment to find the Christmas tree is decorated. And he also bought her a menorah. And she looks into the bedroom and finds him reading a book called Exploring Judaism. 
which <laughs> I get. I think, but I think that's why I kind of liked Irk because he was like putting in the work, like he was doing. Nobody like, asked him to put in the work. She's not religious. No, but I thought it was nice. <laughs> all right, all right. Izzy, Meredith, and George are all laying under the Christmas tree in Meredith's living room, watching the lights blinking and change colors. And that's the end. Other drugs. Yep. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Do you want to talk to us about the honorable mention case that I did not go over? Yeah, this was uh, Nadia Shelton, and her diagnosis was a gastric ulcer and a perforated ulcer. And this was that scene where um, the family is super chaotic, super rude and loud, and she's very patient with them, to be quite honest. Um, she's 41 and was in the hospital for an excision of her gastric ulcer. Her surgery kept being pushed because of emergencies. She says she had three bleeding ulcers in the last five years, which with that family, I am not surprised. Yeah. Um, eventually, she started vomiting up blood, which made her case emergent. And she was taken into surgery when they opened her up and they discovered that she actually had two ulcers. Yep. So that is our, we did not mention our emergency room patients because no. they don't even have a name. So watch well, that. And now it's time for the closing monologue. All right, here it goes. There's an old pro- proverb that says, you can't choose your family. You take what the fate hands you and like them or not, love them or not, understand them or not, you cope. Then there's a school of thought that says the family you're born into is simply a starting point. They feed you and clothe you and take care of you until you're ready to go out into the world and find your drive. I, I like that. It. I like it. Are you ready for the special surprise? I'm I'm more than ready. Okay. So today we have a special guest. Okay. So we have John here and right next to me. Would you like to tell us your thoughts about Addison Montgomery? Addison I'm excited or, to or hear about episode. this. I think the whole episode right all right so overall the whole episode was a uh, real interesting right so when you think about the closing monologue first of all it really applies into uh, everything that was going on especially with um karev all right so you you think about karev you know and how he was ready to give up all the rest of the interns ended up helping him out even george right and izzy um so it, it, and that's part of what uh, is going on with the family um when you think about uh what was the kid's name Justin. Justin. The, 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 that his mom was just, uh, she was trying to hold on to something because she didn't know what the last day would be, right? Right. Uh, so she was trying to be, uh, keep, him, keep him kind of like a child and spiritual, and he was being a realist. That's why Christina ended up really identifying with him, all right? So I think it was a little condescending of Burke, all right, to be able to uh, push that spirituality because he wanted to have false hope over something to make himself feel better. So the spirituality that he brought into it was very selfish, and he was trying to project it onto Christina as well. Right. And Christina, because she is such a logical person, which I can identify with her a lot on that, um, she just wanted to see things in kind of black and white. And Burke was uh, trying to push something onto her that is not her. So it was really funny. I thought the, the best part of the episode was whenever he has the Christmas tree there and he's like, I was hoping we could decorate it. And she's like, oh, I'm Jewish. And it's like, it shows that where are they in their relationship, first of all? They're, <laughs> how long have they been dating, living together and everything? And she or he just doesn't know anything about her, like for real, for real. Well, or, or, right. well, the other thing, too, is I think Burke doesn't take the time to get to know her because uh, this is the other thing, too, that this episode, you know, along with a couple other ones show very much is that uh, Burke is very intimidated by Christina. Yes, that's the point I wanted to make. Uh, yes, that is so, a good point. So so Burke, <laughs> Burke is, is too much for alcoholism uh, over here. Burke is very intimidated by Christina because Christina has, you know, the natural skill, first of all. And the second thing is that uh, her drive. Right. And her drive, you know, being a scientific mind uh, really leads her, uh, you know, to hone her skills a lot differently than uh, with Burke, you know, and uh, Burke is kind of emotional on, you know, his decisions and what he does and a lot mm, of things. He right? is emotional, isn't mm-hmm. he? All right. Um, some parts of the episode also that I really liked was uh, George at the end, whenever he um, 
ended up standing up to the the loud family oh uh, yeah, yeah. that was that. yeah whenever uh he uh bailey kind of put him on the spot and he ended up telling them off um i thought yep. that was awesome actually george is probably the highlight i love like the whole episode um because he kept on getting pushed and pulled you know in all you directions i think so for if you if you look at it he brought that brevity to the uh to the episode compared to everything else you know going down and stuff so even his interactions with karev when karev was so you know um down on himself and everything george as much as he hates him, it was helping him out and it kind of lightened up the mood, right? And then you go into, you know, overly dramatic, you know, annoying Izzy. I, I, I can't stand Izzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Izzy is one of the characters that I really don't like at all. And I, I was so happy whenever she left the show, right? But um, her her melodrama, like, was, was so over the top. And yes, Karev cheated on her. You know, that was terrible and everything else like that. But she was just a terrible character to begin with i don't think she's terrible she was do you think she's terrible she 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 was all right now getting into the getting into the whole addison thing right and i know where you stand on this courtney that you know uh Whoa, calling you out that that you think Derek is a terrible person or whatever anything else like that all right addison was the one that cheated addison was the one that yeah, came so back hilarious. into his life and addison was the one that forced him so she's been manipulative and on top of that, she is being very, very conniving in everything that she does, everything that she says, how she treats everybody. So um, for Addison to be offended about, you know, what ended up happening at the end, you know, I thought it was actually um, more uh, courageous of Derek, you know, to tell her exactly how he feels. Well, yeah. But it was also a little pathetic, you know, the fact that he said, it's like, but I am still with you. All right. Because at that point... What is the point, uh, you know, of of being with her, right? It, it's, well, no, I think she wants to be with she want he wants to appease her, right? But why does he want to appease her? All right, is it is it a comfort thing or or where where does that well, come from? And that's something that well, that's something that that doesn't really get addressed in the rest of the show as to why Derek ended up getting back together with Addison, right? It just kind of happens because they share a lot of Christmases, isn't that? What I think he know. I think they they discuss it the episode a couple episodes back whenever their friends came from new york whenever his friend pointed out about the vows that they took and i think that that really hit home for Derek that he did take vows and that's why he does want to have another chance with addison now i do want to say that i love addison just i think that she's hot and i think that she's just an incredible okay. character looks, looks on aside show. looks aside addison did not become a better character until later on in the seasons once you guys get into that you know that'll that'll show God. but start if starting you, let me finish <laughs> i do not think that she's a good person at all i don't think that she's a good person i just love her character and i love what the character brings to the show the drama the dialogue the social aspect of it. I love what her character brings to the show, especially because it creates discourse like this. I love that. But I hate Derek more because I think that the way that Derek treats Meredith throughout the entire series is very disgusting. And that is set as a standard for women. Women idolize this Derek and Meredith, all the great love story. And I think that it is not good. That's why I don't like Derek. But I don't think that Addison's a good person either. I think that her character for the show is good. Well met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True for for what they were trying to get out of Addison as far as a character, I think it was uh, that is that is true, and I, I did like her better in later on episodes after. Um, right. She, she... When Sloane comes in. Yes. Well, <gasps> Sloane came into yeah. this episode. That's when you know they're like, "Are yeah, you are you, are, are you uh, Dr. McSteamy?" Oh. Yeah. Well, that's her boyfriend. He's yeah. also he's he's hilarious in every every episode that he's in. Absolutely, I love him. So he, I love him. But yeah, it was it was an interesting episode, and especially thinking about you know like um, Justin and um, his interactions with his mom, and you know yeah. his his maturity for you that's know that's what we were saying right, a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, and and that's why uh, Christina identified with him so much, and she went you yeah. know, to defend him because she was it seemed like she was in a similar situation, and she's still in a similar situation with Burke. So I think the right. actual end, right, whenever she jumped into bed with Burke, it wasn't like she wasn't she wasn't. Um, happy that he was trying or anything uh it could because it, it was it 
it was um i don't know how to explain it but you could see that she still didn't really care she was more dumbfounded about why he would have a menorah there and why he would be trying to read about the jewish text or anything if that's not even though it's something that's you know part of her you know her her, her heritage her background or anything she never really identified with it so he's trying to find a commonality with her but he's trying to find the commonality in the wrong way and that's why they never worked out in in the first place because he never stopped to listen to her because it was always a competition he was intimidated right. so he wanted mm -hmm. to stay above her at all times and subdue her because of that intimidation that that, that he had uh, with mm. her so that was a very very toxic relationship mm. very, very oh toxic. yeah i hate their relationship yeah. i hate bert yes hate it yes. yeah was not hashtag hate bert yes oh yeah well there's someone that does love Burke, and I still don't understand why we need to bring on to the show. Yeah, because I just am not seeing it still. <laughs> no. Well, no. thank you for your thoughts. I don't even know if you actually took a breath in between all those thoughts. Stop! He had a lot to say. I enjoyed hearing it. Oh, and it's and, good. And, and that family, uh, they should have never let it get to that point in the first place. So yeah. again, George, a highlight: the fact that he had to deal with all of that and then put them in their place at the end and stuff. You know. George was always like a, a good character in there for like those situations throughout the yeah except I for agree. the Izzy stuff like whenever he was over the Izzy oh, stuff well, we're not there yet so we're not about that. <laughs> yeah all right. right well thank you for joining us of course thanks for having me and there you have it folks that was a lot of dialogue a lot to say any final thoughts Courtney um as far as Christmas episodes go like I don't know that this was like my favorite. <laughs> This is a weird Christmas episode. It was. I did love Justin, though. I yeah. thought that he was an amazing kid. And I wish that we would have gotten, like, a check-in with him yeah. later on to see, like, where he's at, what he's doing with his life. Because wouldn't that have been cool if he would turn out to be, like, like the newest episode? Yes! The newest episode well that that kid who comes to train with Bailey. Oh. Like, wouldn't that have been cool if that would have been him? What if it could be? Oh my God, that'd be so good. That would be like a full that circle. That would be amazing. Yeah. I do want to say that um, Bailey is very pregnant. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned that this whole episode. I love it that she just makes maternity and like being pregnant look so real because I think there is this big misconception of how pregnancy is so beautiful and while that may be for some people some people have a really hard time and she yes. just makes it made it so real like she's struggling she's nauseous she's working a working mom I don't know I just love Bailey yeah. I do like Izzy right now the holiday here spirit. i am getting strong ivermectin vibes from izzy and you're just like i like her okay i like her in this episode only because of the holiday spirit that's it well yes that's that's yeah that's it yeah. but again like you and i both agree our favorite scene is the intern scene when they're all like talking smack and it's fucking hilarious. I laugh. And and fucking Christina hits George <laughs> with the Christmas tree. Like I loved that. She just falls off like waxing with the tree. I loved that. Oh right. So this is a fun episode. I yeah, will have to get the person that likes Burke to come on because I feel like please to, yes I will. I will. Please. Um, I'll have to see if I can get um. Please, uh, a, a guest on here. Please, I know. Yeah. Yes, 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 I'll yes. I'll see. I'll see. Okay. You have to encourage him. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Ten minutes. That's all we ask. Right. On the next episode, begin the begin. I'm so excited for this. Do you know why? Because I know that my heart is going to be shattered by the end of the season, but. We get to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I like to call him Daddy Dean Morgan. It's <laughs> fine. But I'm obsessed with him. Oh, I just love him and everything that he does. So I'm so excited that he gets here next episode. I know. Hopefully I can see. <laughs> For those of you that you don't know, um, I'm trying to get LASIK. So we shall see. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh, that was cute. That was cute. Oh, 
well, there you have it, folks. Uh, this was a longer episode, but I hope it was. Guys, we had a lot to say. We did have a lot to say. There's a lot going on. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Grab a drink. Follow us on all our social media if you'd be so kind to. Um, Graceaholics Pod at uh, in, in, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And most importantly, please follow us on Anchor or Spotify and listen to us. Bye week. Merry Christmas. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye.